NPR. This is The Indicator from Planet Money. I'm Patty Hirsch. And I'm Waylon Wong. For years, Alex Rodriguez has taken groups of students to visit the Panama Canal. They're from the Haslam College of Business at the University of Tennessee, Knoxville. That's where Alex is a lecturer teaching supply chain management. And at the Panama Canal, Alex's students get to witness one vital link of the global supply chain in action. They're right there as massive ships go through the canal. It looks like a um, skyscraper. Scraper that is floating sideways, uh, particularly when we are that close, right? It gives you that perspective of, of big. And on one trip, Alex even got some hands-on experience. The Panama Canal team that hosted our program invited me to press a little button. Whoa, you got to press a button? Yeah. I, first and foremost, I asked, hey, I'm not going to explode or destroy anything here. Yeah, nothing exploded. But there is a problem at the Panama Canal right now. A historic drought has dried up the water that's needed to get ships through the canal. And that's creating delays for vessels transporting billions of dollars worth of stuff between the US and countries in Asia and South America. If all this stuff forms the lifeblood of the world economy, then the Panama Canal is a main artery. And it's a little blocked right now. Today on the show, we look at how the problem at the canal presents yet another test for global supply chains. This message comes from NPR sponsor Total Wine & More. With so many great bottles to choose from at the lowest price, it's easy to find your favorite Cabernet or a new single-barrel bourbon to try with some help from one of their friendly guides. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, find what you love and love what you find only at Total Wine & More. Curbside pickup and delivery available in most areas. Visit TotalWine.com to learn more. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21. Support for NPR and the following message come from Fisher Investments. VP Casey Ellis explains what their fiduciary duty looks like in practice. When you find a firm that is a fiduciary, like Fisher Investments, you can at least rest assured that the recommendations, the client service, the fee structures... All of these sorts of things are really aligned with your best interests. Learn more at FisherInvestments.com. Investing in securities involves the risk of loss. This message comes from NPR sponsor Comcast. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to reach millions with digital skills training, resources, and opportunities needed to succeed in a digital world. Learn more at Comcast.com slash Project Up. The Panama Canal is a 50-mile waterway that connects the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans. So picture a flattened-out map of the world. You've got Asia on the left, the Americas in the middle, and Europe and Africa on the right. Yeah, and let's say you wanted to get a container ship from Asia to the east coast of the U.S. Now, you could go around the tip of South America, but that is a lengthy journey. Nathan Strang is director of Ocean Freight at Flexport, a logistics company. Longer means more money because you have to burn more fuel. It's also more dangerous. The The seas down there tend to be very dangerous. I hear there are women that will sing sailors to their death down there. <laughs> so dark. <laughs> and so the preferred route is to go across Central America via the Panama Canal. That's what ships have been doing since 1914 when the canal opened. Today, more than $270 billion worth of stuff from Brazilian soybeans to Chilean wine make this journey. 
And the U.S. is the canal's number one customer. It accounts for almost three quarters of the cargo that moves through the canal. And here's how these soybeans and wine get to their destinations. The canal itself is a lock system. It's a series of chambers separated by gates that's arranged kind of like a water staircase. Ships come into the canal at the bottom step and water enters to float ships onto the next level. This continues up the staircase until ships are 85 feet above sea level. And if you visit the Panama Canal as a tourist, you can watch an IMAX movie about how all this stuff works, narrated by actor Morgan Freeman. Literally the voice of God. (laughs) Water races in, millions of gallons, and all of it moved only by gravity. There's not a single water pump in the Panama Canal. Water is so strong. It can lift a 70,000-ton ship three stories high in 10 minutes. Now, as God, I mean Morgan Freeman, notes, (laughs) lifting ships through the lock system requires millions of gallons of water at each step. And even though the canal is bookended by oceans, it actually doesn't use seawater for this gravity-powered system. It uses fresh water from artificial lakes. And this is the source of the headache at the Panama Canal. Right now is the region's rainy season, which means rainfall should be replenishing the freshwater in those lakes. But instead, Panama is experiencing its driest year on record since 1950. And that means there's just not enough water to float as many ships up and down that water staircase. The Panama Canal Authority, that's a government agency, has cut back on the number of vessels that can go through each day. And now... Well, there's a wee bit of a traffic jam. Right. So under normal circumstances, there's usually about 90 ships waiting in line. And actually, the Panama Canal Authority has this live dashboard you can check. Send it to me. Let me look. Let me look. Okay. So I just sent you the link, and I'm going to hit refresh here so we can look at the numbers. You have to add these two columns here. So do a little bit of math. Spinning wheel of death. All right. Here we go. Booked and non-booked. Booked is 61. Non-booked is 68. It's a grand total of... Ooh, 129. Ooh, dear. That is quite a few more than 90, isn't it? It is. And if you look at photos from the canal, you'll see massive ships idling in the water awaiting their turn. It's a striking visual reminder that the tangible stuff that countries produce and sell to each other has to somehow get from one place to another. You can talk about economic theory, but at the end of the day, there is a physical container moving on a physical ship. And that becomes really complex and is impacted by a whole host of things that can, you know, everything from typhoons to droughts. Nathan says that container ships going through the canal have a few options, right? They can take less stuff, and that makes them lighter, of course, which means they require less water to lift up. Another option, though, is to offload some of their cargo into rail cars that can travel parallel to the canal. The container ships meet the train at the other end, and then they reload for the rest of their journey. But then there are bulk carriers. These are the ships that transport commodities like sugar and coal. Nathan says those carriers tend to operate with thinner margins, so they can't afford to take less than maximum capacity. Those are the most impacted ships because there's nothing they can do to mitigate their weights. So they're backing up, and basically whenever the canal says, hey, we've got some extra water, they can then transit through. The Panama Canal has gone through periods of drought in the past. And when the canal was expanded beginning in the mid-2000s, the project included a new system that reuses about half of the fresh water. The Panama Canal Authority is also planning to divert additional water from rivers into the system. But that project will take about a decade to complete. They knew that this was something that they needed to future-proof for. They've done a a lot to, you know, to improve the operations of the canal. Um, Just sometimes nature still doesn't cooperate. 
Both Nathan and Alex Rodriguez, the supply chain lecturer from the University of Tennessee, say that disruptions are minimal at this point. U.S. consumers aren't experiencing product shortages or higher prices. But we've all seen what can happen when small problems in the global supply chain spiral into these big expensive blockages. So if conditions at the canal get worse, shippers might have to use alternate passages, like rerouting to the west coast of the U.S. and putting cargo on eastbound trains. That's a lot more expensive, and it could also strain ports like Los Angeles and Long Beach, which, as you probably remember from our reporting, got really backed up earlier in the pandemic. Supply will find a way to, to get to demand, right? It's like... Uh, the supply chains must flow <laughs> at, at the end of the day. Sometimes it's going to be more efficient and cheaper, and sometimes it's going to be more problematic and a little more expensive. The capacity is constrained overall for world trade. It's not like we have slacks everywhere. So any, any type of disruption becomes an extreme choke point. The capacity is constrained, Alex says, because the entire maritime shipping industry is racing to keep up with increased global trade. Container ships have gotten bigger, bulk carriers have gotten bigger. But when pieces of crucial infrastructure run into trouble, like the Panama Canal is experiencing now, the vulnerabilities of the entire system become apparent. In the case of the Panama Canal, I would say the pressures are really high uh, due to the pressures in transportation for economies of scale. Right. If, if, if you can carry more stuff over m- more distances, the, 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 the dollars per ton or dollars per mile uh, gets cheaper. So I would say that, that they're always trying to play catch up. You know, there's always bigger ships than the canal can service. And right now, the biggest ships are the ones that are struggling the most to make it through. This episode was produced by Julia Ritchie with engineering by Josh Newell. Our fact checker is Sierra Juarez and our editor is Kate Cannon. The Indicator is a production of NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor ShipBob. E-commerce logistics making you question why you started your business. Time to outsource fulfillment to the experts over at ShipBob. Get a free quote at shipbob.com. ShipBob. This is my voice. I can tell you a lot about me, and I'm not changing it for anyone. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of NPR episodes centered on Black experiences. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts.